How does this keep freaking falling off? Uh-huh. No. Dude! Oh, you're making me mad. Look at you with your stupid wheels. You think you're better than me? I don't like it! Don't tell me it's messed up forever until it falls off again. <sighs> I don't know what it is about that skateboard, but it just will not stay on the wall. As the owner, I should be able to enforce my rules upon my skateboard. But yet it doesn't listen like a stubborn child. This is my impression of my skateboard. No! <laughs> Yes! Yes! Ooh! Ha! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Full Circus! My name is Risen Sword. You know, I keep doing that type of intro. Um, and that's not to say I don't like it. Clearly, I love it because I like doing this lazy kind of speech and well, they need Full Circus. You know, it's fine. I enjoy it, but. In the realm of authenticity, I feel like I should be delivering a new, raw experience for you guys. And you think I can't handle that, huh? Let's bring it back around and say, Hey! Welcome back to Full Circus! My name is Tristan Sartorius. Now straighten up, maggot! You're gonna enjoy this podcast with bad posture? Not on my watch. Alright? I'm here to deliver some silly goose time, so straighten it up. Tighten yourself. Anyways, look at that. Energy feels way different. You're like, I've never seen this episode before. Why is he so mad? Especially if you've never been here before, dude. Holy crap, why did I click on? But now you're yelling, I'm yelling. Look at that. We match the energy, vibes, complete. Now we bring it back down. Peace. What's up, guys? I'm happy to be here with you guys today. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's do our little scales of laughter. Ha 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 Man, I'm feeling good today, guys. So what is going on? Man, last episode, I do have to clarify something that... Even though I preface it with saying, I'm out of the loop. I didn't do my preparations, you know, because I like to work out. I like to groom. I like to relax, let the energy rise, watch something funny, giggle, you know, do the whole shtick. But last episode, way beyond that, I was cut off in the middle of a work day, in the middle of a workout, and then came back down and I'm sweating. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? Let's have a time, you know? You're like, I don't, I don't want anything from this guy. If a salesman shows up at your house, he's trying to give you, hey, we're selling steaks today. He's sweating. He looks like he's been running from something. I don't care how good the steaks are, how good the jokes were. I'm a little off put by what the salesman is bringing me. Oh, hey, look, some other time, right? Take a shower. So <laughs> anyways, um, I feel a lot better now that I kind of can go through my day in the way that I like to get set for the show. I worked out, I showered, I giggled, I laughed, I rested, I recovered, and here we are. Um, so with that, there were a few things that I, I didn't get to talk about in the last episode. One is that it was the episode before Father's Day. And I mentioned it very briefly, like talking about my dad, but I meant this. I meant to give a sentimental wow, you know, like other people that watch this go, holy crap, man, he loves his dad. And I was like, yeah, that's right. You know, a little verbal card because as my family love things, you know, we love to hoard. And I think giving a number of cards that they feel the burden to keep. I'm going to start doing more verbal things on the podcast. So I was going to say, I love my dad. I appreciate my dad and all the things that he does for me and the battles he goes through and the way that he leads me to, to, to greater pastures. You know, I've been taught so many things and I, I can never speak truly 
um, to how important my dad and my parents are together. Oh, but now my dad, he, like my mom's pigging back on my dad's card because now I'm complimenting both of them. Oh, I'm sorry. Mom, look, I love you, but this has got to be dad's thing. So anyways, I can't ever speak highly enough of, of what it means to have the father that I do and, and where that's lead me both emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. You're right, dad. So, you know, it's, it's just been a blessing. Um, and, and even now, man, there's just so many great things that I'm constantly being taught or following. And you look at some stuff and you know, what's interesting about parents though, is that they, they never feel like they're, they're doing enough. And I'm, I'm curious if it's going to feel like that if I ever become a parent, because I'm, I'm so sure of myself. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I feel like there's this, there's a certain point in your life as you're going there, I guess it's because I'm, I'm past the age at which my parents were having us, their kids, that I'm like, holy crap, I don't have stuff figured out. How were they raising four kids now? You know, and you, I think when you reach that age that your parents were having you, there's this weird kind of notion, a switch flicks on that you're like, when I was growing up, I thought, you know what? They had it all figured out. Every freaking answer was the right one and still is to a degree, but you know, you just have even more respect for the people who had to make decisions without, you know, the instructions. They're just like, all right, let's play the board game. I don't know where these pieces go or what route we're going to take, but somehow we're going to play it. And by God, we have to win. There's no other choice. These children need us to, to put the right pieces in order. So again, I don't mean to put my mom on the back of that sentiment, but yeah, my dad props to you for, for all of it. And, and my mom as well. But I, I did want to say that. That was a flaw. That was an issue of mine. I was so tired. And I didn't even bring that up in it. Not only was I rushing, but I, I hadn't slept, of course. We know my sleep schedule has never been great. So I had no sleep. I was working, then worked out, then went back to work. Um, so I've been very busy. So I was super scatterbrained. But I'm glad to be here back with you guys again. Just had to clear that air. It was kind of lingering. I know it's past Father's Day, but that's okay. The beauty of sentiments are they're everlasting, okay? You play this in a week, a month, a year, which I guess would still line up with Father's Day. You know, it all lines up. It's all good. It's all beautiful. It all brings a tear. Um, so anyways, that's what I missed on. I did forget to show you, dude. I bought this. Excuse me. I bought a Back to the Future poster! Freaking, oh, we're screwed now. I don't know how this gets set up. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah, I just wanted to show that off because anytime I spend money on the set, on the decorations, I have to brag about it. And the unfortunate thing is that it's out of frame. And I didn't realize that when I decided to hang it up over there. So here goes 30 bucks. But you know what? If I can't look at that and go, Whoa, wait a second, Doc, are you telling me we built a time machine? Oh, DeLorean? Where are she at? So anyways, love Back to the Future too. It was kind of thematic for that last episode because I was such days you know like when you don't sleep a lot I was like oh am I in the future like all of a sudden things are new things are different I don't understand the rules of society you know being sleep deprived is kind of like oh Marty sleep where we're going we don't need sleep um I did <laughs> but anyways those are just a couple Tristan's misses I wanted to clear up because there was a lot scattered in the last one this is a lot of damage control okay these are some things that got a little bit buried, you know, but as the dirt's kind of pouring over top of our failures, I'm going to dig these back up before they get too deep and some sort of, you know, archaeologist finds them years down the line and goes, what the frick? Did he forget to talk about the Back to the Future poster? Um, but anyways, 
actually, speaking of Tristan's misses, there was another one. Let me take you back a couple weeks ago to when I was speaking on the Great Clips thing. You know, Tristan Sartoris, Great Clips famous. You walk into any franchise, any establishment, you will hear the tales of my name, right? Um, so anyways, while I was getting the haircut, I forgot to mention that the lady coughed, okay? Now, in today's society, we don't cough into the hands anymore, right? We cough right into this crevice of the elbow. That's just good germ etiquette. Um, and I thought that was fine. I've also heard a comedian argue that and say, I wash my hands 30 times a day. I never wash this. Why aren't we coughing into the hands? And I heard that and I thought, you know what? That's, that's probably a good point. Until this lady was cutting my hair. She's got the comb and the scissors. She's doing her thing and she's got a cough down. She goes, <laughs> and she puts her hands back in my hair, dude. Oh my gosh. Now, I don't like it at all, but again, this is the point where they had built me up to be more important than I am. This is Tristan Sartoris, the legend, the fabled, the famous. I can't let this tale be a guy who's scared of germs. I'm not afraid of germs. I am, dude. So I don't say anything. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> which makes it even grosser that I tipped him as much as I did. Um, I just wanted to add more insult to injury to that whole story, dude. It's gross. It's disturbing. So I'm saying that going forward, I am back on the train of coughing into the elbow. Okay. It's just, it's the right way to go. You don't do any damage. You don't rub your elbow on a doorknob or whatever it may be. Um, I guess the only situation in which you might hurt somebody, like let's say you have someone in a, in a chokehold, you know, and the guy's like, oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> He's got an elbow full of germs. Like, no, oh, phlegm, phlegm. You know, he's more worried about the freaking the bacteria that's resting in front of his face than being choked out. And then let's say he comes to, not only is he embarrassed that he just got choked out, but now he's got a cold. Oh, dude. I don't know what the right answer is in terms of where we should be coughing, but dear God, is it gross to have someone put that in your hair, man? Great clips. Give me a break, dude. More like good clips or okay clips. <laughs> you know, there's a reason I've been wearing hats since I've gotten the haircut. No, it's fine, but I don't like it when people cough on the back of my head and be like, hey, so what'd you do today? Come on. There were shakes everywhere. But anyways, guys, so that was kind of what I just wanted to speak on real quick, man. Um, so going forward, what has actually happened so far? Um, been doing a lot more work, yard work. Here's the thing, you know. It's, it was Father's Day, and, and we had a great Father's Day. We had a big family group up, watched some sports. They won. Um, but my dad, when my dad has off time, he loves to do yard work and activities and jobs. And, you know, you never really know when he's going to start a big project. But it's freaking Father's Day, right? You know, the whole weekend, the whole month kind of is revolving around what can I do to repay you for being my father? Um, so <laughs> you never know when he's doing it. It really depends on when he's inspired to go out there and tackle these things. But rest assured, if you see your dad is inspired to do something, that means you are now inspired to go do those as well. So it's been a lot of me in the middle of something and I hear like something outside. Like, is he freaking shoveling? Oh, he's re-graveling the driveway. And I go out there and I got to help out now, but it's cool, dude. It's cool. It's important to help your family out, especially on a holiday. Not that you need a reason to again, because parents are so phenomenal and you should help out where you can 
also my, the fact that my dad's going to be helping renovate and rebuild this apartment with me and all this jazz the least i could do is hop up on the roof and blow the gutters out um but anyways um oh you know speaking of work that house i was talking about the foreclosure that was just filled with garbage and trash and we spent all day cleaning it out we went back there um and after two days and two 30-foot dumpsters full of garbage later the guy who had gotten the house for so cheap and then hired us to go and whatever um he finally revealed why the house was empty in the first place what was the foreclosure about what happened where did they go why was the house so inexpensive apparently and maybe i should have just saved this story for halloween because it is scary and dark um there was a double murder in the house now i only bring this up to you because i want you to experience what i'm feeling okay i have been in this house grabbing the items and I know that's not weird to some people, but to me, to grab something, okay, that someone had planned on using going forward, there were boxes of Pop-Tarts half-eaten. To know that someone was going to eat those and they got killed, I'm scared, okay? I don't, I didn't want anything going forward. There was a lot of nice things like, dude, bad omen. Let me wash my hands of that. That freaking Halloween and Christmas stuff that I wanted to take, but I, I shunned because I didn't want to be a hoarder. Could you imagine if I had those and all of a sudden I'm carrying dead people's planned decorations with me? Oh, oh, dude. Um, so that's scary and I feel a little gross. So I had to take another shower after that, man. Um, so anyways, that's why the house was so cheap. Talk about a dead ductible. <laughs> no, that's wrong. You shouldn't say that. I apologize, but you know what? That's look when there's a pun, I can't stop myself from grabbing it. It's just there. I don't even think about it happening. It's just like, oh, bang. I don't know what it is. It's like I have some sort of Tourette's, but for bad puns. <laughs> um, so I can't help it. It's an impulsive decision to throw out some wordplay. I do apologize, but it's low-hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Um, actually, you know what? The thing about low-hanging fruit is people always use that phrase to, to talk bad about it. Hey, that's such an easy play. Why would you go for that? It's low-hanging fruit. Look, someone's got to pick it, right? At some point, you can reach for the stars and get all the, the magical destiny fruit you can and climb the tree. But at some point, are we just going to let the low-hanging fruit go bad, right? I get, someone's got to get this fruit and I'm not afraid to do it. Gosh, dang it. So anyways, yeah, I, I can't help myself. Sometimes I pick the fruit, but yeah, it is a sad situation. I feel bad. And it's one of those things where I don't know what to do about it. You know, sending a prayer up or down for both of them. I don't know um, what their story is exactly. The rumors are that they weren't the best of people, but you know, I didn't know them. I don't know what their morals were. So it's just, it's dark and it's sad that they're no longer with us. So whether they're in heaven or hell, throwing a prayer up or down, um, for them. And I hope that helps in some way. I don't know if they're in hell. They're like, Hey, you know, a prayer came in and they shuffling through the front of the crowd for, for us. We, we, who's praying for us, man. Um, Maybe it's like a sandwich card. Like, hey, dude, you get punch a hole here. Dude, you get five more prayers. You get to bump on up. Hot dog. You know, so does that make me a saint for praying for some people? I don't know, dude, but you never know. The power of prayer is a beautiful thing. Hopefully that helps. Um, man, I'll pray for anybody, no matter what the case is. I'll see somebody in a wheelchair or without an arm. I'm like, you know, Lord, just do something about it. Do what you can. Okay. And I don't know what I'm expecting. Right. I'm just hoping maybe if their arm just grows back on a miracle. 
that, uh, you know, they'll know and they'll come say thank you, I guess. You know, I'm not asking them to name the arm after me or anything, although it would be cool if maybe it came in with like a little print. Prayed for by Tristan Sartoris. Ho, ho, ho. Who's this guy who's just sending random prayers out? So, you know, pray for everybody who's struggling and have a good time and people up and down and may may they get to where they need to be. My worst fear really is that somebody I know will be in hell and that you just can't do anything about it. So my plan right now is that when I die and I get to heaven, that I can just kind of rise through the hierarchy, you know, become one of the best angels around, Lord's right hand guy. I'm like, hey, you know, Lord, it wouldn't be such a bad idea. Maybe we draft one of those guys, bring them back up. You know, I'm pretty sure he's he's had some issues. And then I get to go down there. It's like picking people from kickball. I'm like, um, you come on. Bumped up to the big leagues. Yes! You know, I would love to be able to help people out like that. So I'm really hoping all the people I know make it to heaven. God forbid if they don't, that God will no longer forbid. And that we can, you know, talk it out. And I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm not going to pretend to understand all of it. But I'm sending prayers out. Okay? Just says it's not hard. A couple prayers. All right. So that's about all I have to talk about. That's my week encapsulated. Usually, I would end the podcast at this time. But... If you remember, in the last episode, I spoke about the idea of offering my philosophical and psychological advice to those who wish to submit a question and test me and my knowledge and wisdom. So with that, we have our first question. Cue the music. <laughs> There's no music, but there will be in time. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm ready to, to, to bestow upon what I can to help out, really. Um, actually, before we go any further, I do want to say this. Warning. The following advice is presented to you by an absolute imbecile, so the information presented may be taken with a lumping grain of salt, and whatever the outcome is of said advice to results, may there be no legal implication or punishment for what is said here. Okay, just wanted to cover my bases, because if I, if I give out some bad info and then someone does something, I realize that if I'm giving specific advice and they point back to me, I'm like, oh. You know, look, I took psychology in college, but I didn't think anyone would listen to me. Um, so anyways, let's get into it. Anonymous writes, what is the best way to give and avoid wedgies? Okay, now I have a couple things to say right out the gate. One, there's nothing on here. Okay, I just wanted to feel um, professional. I, I memorized the question beforehand, but it feels like I'm on a talk show. Uh, this just in, underwear in your butt crack. <laughs> More tonight at 8. Um, but anyways, other than that, this question is perfect. All right, now... I want to compliment the person who sent this in for having just the right kind of energy and attitude for knowing what I'm capable of as my first question to let me shine as both a philosophical and psychological um, student. So anyways, now to speak on wedgies, okay, I don't know if you're being bullied or you are the bully because you're trying to give and avoid. I don't know what your situation is here, but to speak on wedgies at all, I have to preface this first. I was homeschooled, okay, so in the realm of wedgies, I never experienced a non-consensual wedgie, right? So my siblings and I, we grew up without the public school experience, so we watched movies, sitcoms, TV, and whatever, and we saw wedgies and swirlies and different bully moves, but because we weren't experiencing them, there was kind of a moment where we have to look at each other and go, do we try that? And that's what we did. You know, I've gotten many a wedgies, but they've all been 
by my own asking. And I've given them because people have asked. <laughs> so that's just what you do. You have a lot of time on your hands and you need to get an authentic school experience. So um, one, the best way to give a wedgie, okay, there were a few different options that I enjoyed. I think my favorite two were the straight pull. And if someone has the shoulder strength to keep you up here, you kind of result in a little bit of an anti-gravity. It's almost like a bungee, you know? So um, if you want to give that one, I think that is the most pleasant experience you can give the other person. There's not much pain, you know, which is more like anti-G string. Sorry, another pun. Um, but yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's more of just a trampoline park kind of experience. So try that one out. We tried a lot of them, man. The Atomics, the full-blown front, back. Sometimes we'd have people on both sides, and you go like this. And you're kind of like washing a bowling ball. And they're really unique experiences. So again, I've never had a, a non-consensual wedgie, but from the ones I have gotten, <laughs> it was quite lively, man. So in terms of giving a wedgie, those are the most positive experiences I've had, and I recommend trying to give that to somebody again if they are willing i'm not recommending you put out negative energy wedgies i don't think that's the kind of advice i want to bestow upon you right we are trying to be silly geese we're not bullies here on the podcast so yes only give out wedgies to those who need it slash definitely ask for it don't make that judgment call on your own all right that's a dangerous line to tread um but anyways you also ask how to avoid wedgies right now, this is the case of someone who is not giving you a consensual wedgie. Um, now, again, I haven't experienced this myself, but I am quite the trickster. Okay, so I will give you a couple options here. One, you wear a tight belt, right? You just lock it down. There is nothing better than that. It's like my underwear's in Fort Knox. No one is grabbing these Hanes. So that's really the best thing you can do in total. However, I do understand if maybe the belt doesn't go with your ensemble and you're looking for a couple different ways to go about it. So other than that, I would say you go with collapsible underwear. <laughs> so what this is, is basically like having two pairs of underwear, but they're held together by a buckle. So let's say someone's holding you up and they're lifting you wedgie, your feet begin to leave the ground. You reach for the little clasp and you fall back down to the ground like Mission Impossible. You're on the ground, you're free to go and they are left just holding your beefy hands. So that's a great way as an escape artist, um, you will be feeling a slight breeze. So you might need to have an extra pair of underwear um, either in your bag or on you if you can handle the heat. Um, other than that, man, this one's a little bit gross, but surely to be effective. What you do is you grab two fingers full of Nutella and you just gently smear them on the back of your waistband. It's gonna be a little sticky, it's gonna be a little gross, although you'll smell a little bit better, okay? I'll admit that. But when they reach for your underwear, man, that immediate texture in goo in brown is going to scare the crap out of them because they think the crap came out of you, right? What goes from a, here comes the wedgie, goes to a, ah, 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 right? There's nothing they could do about it, man. Now, surely, people might make fun of you because they think you have poop in your underwear, but I ask you this. What's more embarrassing, having poop in your underwear where it kind of belongs or on your hands? All right, so bullies. Prepare to be outsmarted, right? So those are my best ways to give and avoid wedgies. <laughs> so I hope that helps out, man. I'm sorry that I don't have any real experience. I didn't have the whole school lifestyle, but I do know what it's like to be wedgied 
50 to 100 times for science, right? <laughs> I've just about been split in half um, just because kids are kids and we're like, you know what? I can't go through my whole life without experiencing a wedgie. And you know what? Even if you are being wedgied, I'll say this, man. Um, the wedgie really is the most humbling experience you can have and you can ever get. There is nothing more sacrificial to the ego than getting a wedgie, right? So some people go their whole lives without getting one and their ego is never checked and they never really know where they stand. Okay, so you, if you're getting these wedgies, sure, it might be a little embarrassing, but at least you know who you are and you're authentic and you've already got your reality checked so you can start climbing. Some people have yet to hit their rock bottom and they won't know how to get out of it because their bottom has not been lifted by their underpants. Um, so anyways, guys, thank you so much. Again, this has been information from an imbecile, <laughs> but I uh, hope you enjoy the advice. Again, you can submit to the show across all social media or at fullcircuspodcast at gmail.com, and I will tackle your questions thoughtfully, willingly, and also sincerely, okay? So I think that was all right. I'm excited, okay? And, you know, feel free to write back into the show, follow up, and tell me how it turns out because... I have a lot of ideas to speak on wedgies, okay? My abundance of knowledge and tips when it comes to the practice of stretching underpants is limitless, okay? So anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Anonymous for sending the questions, and I will see you guys in the next episode. I love you. This has been great. I'm so happy.